0: Hey, everyone, this is Tara. We're so excited to bring you season two of Broken Seeking Justice. It comes out next week, September 16th. In the meantime, I wanted to tell you about a new documentary podcast called Smokescreen Fake Priest from Neon Hum Media. Hosted by Alex Schumann, a news reporter from the Midwest, he's been chasing Father Ryan's story for years. Smokescreen Fake Priest is an investigative show about Ryan Scott, also known as Randall Stocks, also known as Ryan Gevlinger, and also known by seven other names. He was a popular priest who spent the last 30 years traveling the Midwest, swindling millions of dollars out of people where he used the money to enrich himself, spend away, and declare bankruptcy whenever outed for falsifying his identity. Father Ryan is a con man accused of several crimes over the course of many years. Only once, though, did law enforcement officially charge him with crimes related to his church. But he managed to essentially win the case. He's now free and working on his next con. Here's a clip from the show.
1: I have this photo of Father Ryan when he was still young. He's wearing tight Wranglers with snakeskin boots and a black tank top. His hair looks blow-dried back. There's a bullet belt wrapped around his waist. And his expression is so confident. He looks like a 70s porn star. On the one hand, this photo is funny. It's steeped in such a specific time. But I also get this dark feeling when I look at it, like I'm looking at two completely different people. And maybe I am. You see, in this photo, Father Ryan is tan and smiling. But down the line, his life couldn't look more different. He'd trade out disco clothes for a robe, meet a priest who'd be murdered, and another who would die suspiciously. There are people who say he had something to do with each of those deaths. He'll leave a wake of angry followers and missing money wherever he opened a church. Most of them were in the Midwest, where I'm from. But in that part of the country, the church is the community in some small towns. They start meal trains when a member is sick, or show up to rebuild if a storm rips off a roof. For devoted Catholics, the priest is the man at the center of their community. He's their mortal connection to Jesus, God, and the afterlife. And in a small town like mine, if that person were to ever betray the trust of their congregants, well, it would be devastating. I'm Alex Schumann, and I'm an investigative reporter. I get how important faith is in that part of the country. But what I don't get is why Father Ryan isn't in jail. He's accused of stealing millions, leaving women who put their faith in him penniless. He took every single cent from that woman. This man spreads pain on levels that just fucking astound me. Just stunning.
0: I've never been caught like that in my life.
1: If all these accusations are true, then there are so many questions. And that's where this shit really starts to get fun. I wanted to get the answers from Father Ryan himself. Turns out, the fact he was dressed like a 70s porn star is the least interesting thing about him. From Neonha Media, I'm Alex Schumann, and this is season one of Smokescreen, Fake Priest. I first read about Father Ryan when I found a news article online. It described a man who had an older woman adopt him into her family. When the adoption happened, he would have been in his late 50s and she'd have been in her 80s. Her children weren't being allowed to speak to her. They worried she'd been brainwashed and taken in by a cult, led by this middle-aged man she'd adopted. The alleged cult was called the Holy Rosary Abbey, and the man who ran it? was known as Father Ryan, St. Anne Scott. I'll call him Father Ryan. This Father Ryan claimed to run a Catholic abbey where nuns and monks could live. The woman who adopted Father Ryan was one of his nuns. People could also pay to stay at the abbey as kind of a religious retreat. There was a chapel where the public could attend mass, too. Now, it's not as if there's a lack of churches in the Midwest. So what made some of his followers choose this one? Father Ryan was offering something you couldn't get in other churches. He was old school. It turns out that he was part of this whole religious subculture I never knew existed. He did his Masses in Latin. Saying Mass in Latin doesn't sound like it would be so alluring to a lot of Catholics. But it was. It sounds like such a small thing. But it was like an atomic bomb went off when the Vatican changed how the Catholic Church could operate in the 60s. For the first time, they allowed Mass to be spoken in local languages instead of Latin. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel. It was the result of something called the Second Vatican Council. They enacted a number of changes, things like no longer requiring Catholics to abstain from meat on Fridays. But these changes also moved away from how the Church had operated for centuries. So, the fact that Father Ryan was offering the traditional worship that many local churches had shed made him very appealing to a very specific group of people. They call themselves traditional Catholics. There are thousands of them all over the world, sort of operating underground. Still, reading the article on Father Ryan, I knew there had to be more to his appeal than just the Latin masses. It wasn't just that he attracted congregants of the faithful. These congregants were like zealots. The older woman who adopted Father Ryan had moved around the country with him. They started in North Dakota, went to Illinois, then Iowa, and then down to Missouri. You don't move that much for a Latin mass.
0: If he walked in this door right now, the whole room would turn to him.
1: This is Maria Brown. She's a private investigator who spent a ton of time with Father Ryan after he was arrested in Missouri. He'd been charged with financially exploiting another older woman living at one of his abbeys. One night, she called the police scared by his temper. In her interview with police, she estimated she'd given him almost $70,000. At the time, Maria was actually helping Father Ryan defend himself. How did all this begin for you?
0: I met Father Ryan. It was a cold, snowy day. My dad asked me if I wanted to go for a ride.
1: Maria is matter-of-fact. She looks you dead in the eye, and I thought offered an outside perspective on this guy's appeal, because she wasn't a traditional Catholic. But as we sat at her kitchen table talking, it was clear this guy has a way with people. I mean,
0: he was the best of the best. He could have done PR work for a presidential election, and he would have been successful. That's how good he
1: is. But Father Ryan didn't choose a big, bright career. He took a vow of poverty and gave his life to God. Maria was so passionate as she talked about him.
0: Once he possibly hands you a rosary or a coin and and transfers that energy, you're hooked.
1: This incredible appeal of his, his sheer charisma, is the only way the rest of Father Ryan's uncanny story makes any sense. Because no matter where he goes, and he moves around a lot, he also seems to get into trouble. He often gets accused of stealing money and property, defrauding local governments. Then there are the stories like the crime Maria described from the first article I read, where he's accused of cheating his own followers. I couldn't believe all this happened, and not very far from where I grew up. One of his churches was only about 30 miles from my hometown in Iowa. I've been working as a reporter for almost a decade. I could tell this was going to be a tough story to get, but I wanted to understand who this guy was and what motivated him to do what he did. Why on earth devote yourself to the church but then mistreat your followers? He felt like a man at war with himself. Who was Father Ryan?
0: So who really was Father Ryan? Listen to Smokescreen Fake Priest to find out. To listen to the show, just search for Smokescreen Fake Priest in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.